الحمد لله الحمد لله وكفى والصلاه والسلام على عباده الذين اصطفى اما بعد فاعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم وضرب الله مثلا كلمه طيبه كشجره طيبه اصلها ثابت وفرعها في السماء تؤتي اكلها كل حين باذن ربها ويضرب الله الامثال للناس لعلهم يتذكرون وقال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم الايمان بدعوه 70 شعبه فافضلها قول لا اله الا الله وادناها اماطه الاذى عن الطريق والحياء شعبه من الايمان او كما قال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم most respected ulama ikram brothers and elders in the quran sharif allah taala has given many examples and brought many very deep lessons to our hearts and minds in a way that we can understand it easily in the ayat of the quran sharif that was recited here again allah taala gives an example the example that is given is example of a tree but here allah taala is giving the example of a tree to portray what is the reality of iman so this is the tree of iman that is being described and the description allah taala gives wa daraballahu mathalan kalimatan tayyibatan ka shajaratin tayyiba that this kalima is tayyiba and this iman the parable and the example of this is like a beautiful tree a wonderful tree such a tree asluha thabitun wa far'uha fi as-sama that its roots are firmly embedded in the ground thabit totally firmly embedded in the ground and its branches high up in the skies and together with that allah taala says to uti ukulaha kull hinin bi idni rabbiha and this tree is such it's not a seasonal tree sometimes it's summer then there's fruit and then there's a winter also there's nothing and sometimes it's completely covered in leaves and flowers and sometimes it's totally bare no this tree is not like that this tree is tuti ukulaha kull hinin bi idni rabbiha it's giving off its fruit every moment with the permission of allah taala so what is this example that is being given example that is being given of iman that a mu'min his iman is like this tree which has its roots firmly embedded in the ground this person's iman is deep down in his heart very firm this tree because of the depth in which it has rooted itself in and how firmly it has rooted itself in no matter what kind of storms come what kind of winds might batter this tree whatever the 
circumstances and conditions might come around it. But it still stands firm like nothing is happening. Like it is not affected by what's going on around it at all. The severe winds and the storms and the rain and the tsunamis and anything and everything can come. This tree just remains as is. So likewise, the message that is being given is that this Iman has to be embedded and rooted so deeply in the heart. That no matter what fitnas and what storms of fitnas might come and batter this heart and this Iman, what kind of deviations and isms might come and try to deviate this Iman away from its way it is. But this Iman is so well established and so firmly rooted that nothing changes this person. Whatever his deen is, he is very firm on his deen, firm on his Iman, and he totally refuses to give in to any of the isms, any of the deviations, any of the things that will take him away from the path of the Quran and Sunnah. And which has been handed down to us by this, in this pristine purity throughout the ages and centuries. Then this Iman, this Iman is like this tree which has its roots deep down. The roots, the seed, the roots are something that's invisible from the surface. Nobody can see it. Can't see how deep those roots are, where it is, whether those roots also is not visible. But that tree which has deep roots, it doesn't just stay at that depth only. That tree also has a huge trunk. It has very big branches and that tree will be giving fruit. This is the tree of Iman. It is not just that Iman is there, Alhamdulillah. But it is not just under the surface. That Iman is visible also. The reality of that Iman is hidden. That is deep down in the heart. But the effects of that Iman are visible. These are the fruits of Iman. The fruits of Iman, like this parable that is being given of the tree. So one is that Iman itself is deep down in the heart. That is the person's aqaid, his beliefs. That is in his heart. Nobody can see it. Nobody knows what is in the next person's heart. Every person knows what is in his heart. Allah Ta'ala knows. Besides that, nobody can see. Nobody can detect what amount of love for Allah Ta'ala a person has in his heart. How much of love for Rasulullah he has. What is the extent of love for the sahaba Kiram that he has. What kind of respect he has for them. And together with that, how firmly embedded this iman, nobody can see. He knows, Allah Ta'ala knows better than him also. But when this iman is deep down in the heart in reality, then like this tree that is that seed is well planted and those roots are really deriving the nourishment, then it will be impossible for this tree not to bring out that stem and that trunk and those branches. And then on those branches, those leaves would come, that leaves would bring along the flowers and that will bring along the fruit. It's not possible that it won't happen if this is well grounded, well developed under the surface. So likewise this Iman that is well rooted, this Iman, it will bring along those branches of Iman. Like we will discuss just now briefly in one Hadith Sharif where Rasulullah gives the example of the branches of Iman. And then on those branches of Iman will come these beautiful leaves which will provide tremendous shade 
So now this person, mashallah, has got iman in his heart. <coughs> but these branches of ibadat will also come. It's not possible that that iman will be there, but the branches of ibadat won't come. The branches of ibadat will be there. The trunk of salah will be in his life. The branch of fasting will be alive. The branch of uh, zakat will be there. If hajj is compulsory upon him, that hajj will be performed. All these branches will be very, very evident. And then, those branches won't be bare because this is not a seasonal tree. It's an evergreen tree. So those leaves, those leaves of muasharat and muamalat, those leaves of muamalat, we can say, of the correct dealings, those leaves will be there. People who will come to deal with him, would do some business with him, would have some other kind of interaction with him, monetary interaction, they would be enjoying the shade of this tree. What wonderful dealings this person has. Like a person comes out of the sun into some shady tree, it is better than the best air conditioner. That shade of a tree is something unique, which only a person who's come out from the sun into the shade of the tree understands. Likewise, people will come and deal with him, they will transact with him, interact with him, and they will find that, mashallah, we've never experienced this elsewhere. Where did this come from? See, this came from the, tree, from the seed of Iman. This came from the teachings of his beloved Nabi wasallam. So they will all benefit from this shade. And likewise that flowers of Mu'asharat, Mu'asharat, the social life, the person, how he lives with his family, with his parents, with his wife, with his children, with his neighbors, with people in society, how he lives with the elders, with the youngsters, how he conducts himself with people. That mu'asharat, the flowers of that mu'asharat will come. If that iman is well rooted, it's not possible that flowers won't come. If that tree has its roots deep down and is properly nourished, the flowers must come someday on those branches. Likewise, that flowers of mu'asharat must come. And people will be attracted to this, like those flowers on a tree from a distance. MashaAllah, that person interacts in such a wonderful way, where it came from. See, his deen taught him. See, is the effect of his iman. He won't take any personal credit for it. The credit goes back to, this is the tawfiq of Allah Ta'ala. This is the teachings of Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. And then this fruit of akhlaq, that is akhlaq, everybody will be enjoying the taste of that akhlaq. Whether it is somebody close to him, somebody a complete stranger, whether it is his family or whether it is somebody else, whether it is somebody he has never met in his life before, first time he's meeting the person, or somebody who is his bosom friend, whether it is people in the, within the four walls of his home or those outside. But everybody will be tasting this beautiful fruit of akhlaq from him. His humility, his compassion, his kindness, his generosity, and this fruit to the extent of the quality of this fruit, this akhlaq would sometimes be of such a high level, that like this export quality fruit, that akhlaq will win people into deen who are far away, miles away. People would hear of the akhlaq of the believers and be attracted to the iman. It was this, figuratively speaking, the sword of akhlaq that brought people into iman in huge numbers. This propaganda of the West which has been happening for centuries, that Islam was spread by the sword, this is the biggest misconception that is deliberately being passed on. 
If there was a sword, it was a sword of akhlaq, which cut through the hearts of people, it melted their hearts. So this is the tree of iman that we are being given this example of, that every mu'min should be this living tree of iman. Every mu'min should have these branches of iman alive in him. Every mu'min should have these branches of ibadat, of salah, of zakah, of fasting, of hajj, if it's compulsory. Every mu'min should have these leaves of the correct mu'amalat. He's dealing with honesty, dealing with fairness. He's dealing in a way that is completely above board. There is nothing, no compromising of the principles that deen and shariat has taught us. His mu'asharat and social life, those flowers of social life are in his life. His parents have the greatest regard for him because he just keeps bringing comfort to their hearts. His wife and children, they just wait for him to come back home. Like the person seeing that rose and he wants to keep looking at it. And he wants to smell it because it gives him such a wonderful fragrance and refreshes his mind. Likewise, they wait for the presence of that father to come back home. They wait for that husband to come back because it's such a refreshing return that they get. And such a refreshing time at home that they enjoy in the presence of this person of the house. And then that akhlaq, everybody is tasting the akhlaq. The neighbors are also tasting it. Those who are close are tasting it. Those who are far away are tasting it. Everybody is enjoying that beautiful taste of that akhlaq from this person. Now, this is that lesson of the tree of iman that the Quran Sharif is giving us. That every mu'min should be this living tree of iman. And then in the Hadith Sharif, Rasulullah expands on the same example. The Quran Sharif gave us an example of the tree of iman. Nabi expands on the same example. Al-imanu bid'u wa sab'una shu'bah. That iman, iman is like a tree that has more than 70 branches. Bid'u wa sab'una shu'bah. It has more than 70 branches. We're talking about the branches of iman. Not a small tree of this dunya. We can't imagine this tree. More than 70 branches. What are these branches? Afdaluha qawlu la ilaha illallah. The greatest of these branches is la ilaha illallah. One is to express this iman, to bring this iman, to bring it in the heart, to express it with the tongue. But then again the wording of the Hadith Sharif gives us another very important lesson. Qawlu la ilaha illallah. One is the reality of this iman itself. But then is the refreshing of this iman with qawlu la ilaha illallah. Repeatedly saying the kalima and reciting the tasbihat and the dhikr and the remembrance of Allah wa ta'ala, this is an extremely important aspect that should be in a part, a part and parcel of a mu'min's life every day. That he remembers Allah ta'ala, takes the name of Allah ta'ala, keeps repeating the name of Allah ta'ala on his tongue that will develop the consciousness of Allah ta'ala in his heart. When something gets repeated on the tongue, the effect of it is that it, sooner or later, it will get down into the heart. People keep talking about figures and bigger figures and even bigger figures, telephone figures and then now telephone figures with the international code. And then they expand those figures. When a person sitting in that company, forget about talking, he's only listening. He doesn't sometimes have two coins to rub together, but he's also dreaming of those big, big figures. Just merely hearing it. Let alone the person talking it, when he's talking it, he's dreaming it also. And then his whole heart and mind gets focused in that direction. Because morning to evening, that's his discussion. Now when that's the discussion, the heart just goes headlong in that direction also. 
So now he's all the time thinking of how to make it happen. That was the talk. Now he's making how the talk can walk also. So likewise, when a person will keep talking the remembrance of Allah Ta'ala, the greatness of Allah Ta'ala, he will keep taking the name of Allah Ta'ala, reciting the tasbihat and glorifying Allah Ta'ala. Sometimes it's the dhikr of La ilaha illallah, sometimes it's subhanallah, sometimes it's alhamdulillah, sometimes it's Allahu Akbar, the tasbih Fatim he is reciting, before he's going to bed the tasbih Fatim he is reciting. And at all other times, his tongue is moist with the remembrance of Allah Ta'ala. Like in the Hadith Sharif, Rasulullah advised one Sahabi, La yazalu lisanuka ratbam min dhikrillah. Keep your tongue moist with the remembrance of Allah Ta'ala. And a mu'min, this is constantly, he is forever remembering and reminding of Allah Ta'ala. Inshallah, Alhamdulillah, MashaAllah, Bismillah, everything is starting with the name of Allah Ta'ala. He is picking up that pen to write Bismillah. He is trying to open, about to open the door Bismillah. And he is closing the door Bismillah. And whatever he is doing, he is reminding himself all the time of Allah Ta'ala. He is entering the toilet also, before entering the toilet, he is reciting the dua that Rasulullah Wasallam taught, which reminds him of Allah Ta'ala. And when he returns from the toilet also, he is reciting the dua that reminds him of Allah Ta'ala. Ghufranak, alhamdulillahilladhi, adhaba anni al-adha wa'afani. Before he goes to bed, the name of Allah Ta'ala. When he wakes up the first thing, Alhamdulillahilladhi, ahyana, ba'dama amatana, wa ilayhin nushur. His whole life is filled with the remembrance of Allah Ta'ala. And when his life is filled with the remembrance of Allah Ta'ala verbally, then it won't, ha- it won't happen that it carries on like this, that is only verbal. From that verbal remembrance, it will come down to the consciousness of the heart, and he will become conscious of Allah Ta'ala 24-7, then his actions will also comply to what the remembrance of Allah Ta'ala demands. It won't be now possible that he is remembering Allah Ta'ala verbally, and he is acting like shaitan. That won't happen. He'll be remembering Allah Ta'ala and he'll be acting according to the commands of Allah Ta'ala. So, فَأَفْضَلُهَا قَوْلُ لَا إِلَهَ إِلَّا اللَّهِ This is the greatest branch of Iman. And then Nabi Islam says, وَأَدْنَاهَا إِمَاتَتُ الْأَذَا عَنِ التَّرِيقِ Iman has more than 70 branches. There are numerous branches of Iman. All these branches, Salah is a branch of Iman, Zakat, Hajj, fasting, and together with that, Tawakkul in Allah wa ta'ala and trusting in Him, this is a branch of Iman. Simplicity, al-bazazatu min al-Iman. Simplicity is a part of Iman. And together with that, taqwa is a part of Iman, is a branch of Iman. And all the various other aspects of deen that we learn about, these are all branches of Iman. Then Nabi Wasallam has given this greatest branch of Iman, la ilaha illallah, which is a very chunk of Iman. And then Nabi Islam describes the smallest branch of Iman. Smallest branch, this too is figuratively speaking small. Or comparatively speaking small, compared to the other branches of Iman. Otherwise in itself, it's beyond our comprehension how huge this is. Like one jet might fly at uh, maybe 10,000 miles an hour. Another one is flying at 8,000 miles an hour, say this is small, this is, this is slow. But it's slow comparatively speaking, it's flying 8,000 miles an hour. So this too is a huge branch. What is this huge branch? Nabi Islam says, Imatatul Adha Anit Tariq. Removing something from the path which will inconvenience others. 
might be a thorn, it might be a piece of paper, dirt, dirt also is a kind of inconvenience, it makes a person feel uncomfortable, he doesn't like to see dirt. So now there was some piece of dirt lying somewhere, it might have been in the masjid, in the uzukhana, it might be in somebody's house, whoever, whoever dropped it, whoever was responsible for it, but his iman moves him regardless of who's responsible, I have the opportunity of bringing alive a branch of iman. He cannot pass without having moved it out of the way. Now a person who, now outwardly we're talking about the smallest branch of iman, but what does this branch of iman actually develop in this person? When he's so conscious, somebody else has dropped this, somebody else has, whether deliberately, mistakenly left this and caused something to lie in the way which is going to inconvenience others. If this is somebody else's job, but somebody else's responsibility, but I will do it, because I don't want to lose out on this branch of Iman coming alive, and the rewards of it. Now he is taking away the difficulty that somebody else dropped in the way. Is it imaginable? Is it possible that somebody who has developed this in his life, that somebody else is responsible for this, he is moving it out, that despite now having developed this, he is going to deliberately cause taklif to others. He is moving out other people's taklif. What others have caused, he is there to remove it from the way. Where he is going to deliberately cause taklif. He is going to be super conscious that nobody must be harmed in any way from my actions or my words, my deeds anyway. Al-Muslimu man salim al-Muslimuna min lisanihi wa yadihi live this. That a true Muslim is one who causes no difficulty to anybody else, neither by word or deed. So this is the smallest branch of Iman, but we can imagine what a great branch. Imatatul Adha'ani Tariq. And then Nabi Islam says, وَالْحَيَاءُ شُعْبَةٌ مِّنَ الْإِيمَانِ This is the greatest, this is the smallest, comparatively speaking smallest. Then among these is another very huge branch, and a very important branch. Therefore this is being highlighted. Out of the 70 and more, the greatest, the smallest, but then among that one particular branch is being highlighted. وَالْحَيَاءُ شُعْبَةٌ مِّنَ الْإِيمَانِ حَيَاءُ شُعْبَةٌ أَيْ شُعْبَةٌ عَظِيمَةٌ حَيَاءُ is a huge branch of Iman. It is that branch of Iman which gives rise to so many branches. Many times we see one big branch, that branch is coming out of the trunk. From the branch is a b- many branches. The branch is giving rise to many branches. Haya is that kind of branch which many other branches of Iman are attached to the branch of Haya today. Chop this branch out, that will go as well. Take Haya away, Adab will go. There won't be any Adab left. Sometimes a child does something which is disrespectful. What is the reprimand? The reprimand is, don't you have any shame in you? If he did something disrespectful, the reprimand is... You got no shame? Why? Because that shame went. That shame went as a result of which the other went. The respect went, the loss of respect came out of a loss of shame. When Haya goes, for example, in dressing. So now, somebody will dress anyhow, some girl will dress in a complete shameless manner, and she'll come in front of her father as well. Because there's no shame, so there's no respect as well. Otherwise, sometimes people don't dress too well, unfortunately, that's a tragedy. But when there's somebody, well, respectable, then they'll just cover up somehow. Out of what? Out of respect. 
Now that shame had diminished to a point, but there was still some respect. So there was some shame, so there was some respect. The shame wasn't entirely gone. But when that shame is entirely gone, the respect will go to. Then it doesn't matter whether he's a father, or tomorrow she'll be passing that ustad who taught her in the maktab. It means nothing. In that same shameless dressing, she'll walk past and carry on. She might greet him also. The respect's completely gone. Why? Because the shame is completely gone. Shame, this haya, and that word shame doesn't even do any justice to the translation of the word haya. It's a complete concept. It's something that drives a person to be very, very conscious of Allah Ta'ala. And to be very ashamed to do anything that will displease Allah Ta'ala. One person, Rasulullah advised him, Istahi min Allah, kama tastahi min rajulin salihin min qawmik. That if a person has respect, then he will have a lot of shame and haya for a pious person. Now there's some elderly pious person in the community, sometimes some youngster for example, he's now got a smoking habit. Now this person, this elderly person, respectable person in the community, he's not his father, he's not his uncle, he's nobody. But he's a pious person, he's an elder in the community. He sees him coming, he quickly just throws everything away and he's ducking. Why? Out of respect, out of some shame. The beast Salaam said, just as you respect that elderly, pious person of your community, have shame from Allah Ta'ala. Allah is watching. Allah is aware. Allah is seeing. So bring this haya alive. To the extent that this haya will be alive, iman will stay. Because in the hadith, Rasulullah Salaam says, iman and haya, they are co-joined. They exist together. إِذَا رُفِعَ أَحَدُهُمَا رُفِعَ الْآخَرِ When one goes, the other will go with it. When haya has completely left, it's very difficult iman will remain. When haya is completely gone, iman will follow it also. That is why it's so extremely important that every effort be made to preserve this haya. Unfortunately, a calculated effort is being made to destroy it. In every way, via the media, via every billboard, via every packaging, that packaging, that whether it's a juice bottle, whatever it will be, will be sitting on the table with the most kind of obscene picture on it. And father will be passing it to daughter and mother will be passing it to son and vice versa. And nobody will feel anything about it. It's not nobody's feeling anything. Something has died. When there's death, the sensations are gone. Nobody feels. The dead person doesn't feel anything. Certain degree of haya has died. As a result, people feel they think nothing about it. It's not the thing that, it's a serious thing, but a dead person doesn't feel anything. When Haya dies, these things seem fine. Then, parent and child can sit together and watch the filth that is being spewed on that screen. Everybody is quite comfortable with it. But what had happened? Something died inside. It's not comfortable. It's not being felt because of some death within. That has to be brought alive again. That Haya has to be brought alive. This Iman has to be brought alive. All these branches of Iman have to be brought alive. Everything has to come alive so that tomorrow when we laid in our cover and the time comes to leave this dunya, then we leave with the glad tidings of Jannat. And when we are laid in our cover, then we can answer the questions of the grave. And we all have to stand up on the day of Qiyamah. On that day, the material things are going to be of no avail to us. Neither in the cover, nor on the day of Qiyamah. On that day, what will avail us is our Iman, our Amal. And these branches of Iman that we brought alive. For that we have to make an effort on our iman. We have to make an effort on the iman of one and all. Our own families, our friends, neighbors, communities, the entire ummah. For this we have to become part of all the efforts of iman. To bring this iman alive in ourselves.
to bring this iman alive in one and all. So all the efforts of deen that take place is for the same purpose. The ijtima that is coming in the 23rd, 24th of September, a few weeks away, that too is for the same purpose in Peter Marisburg. Inshallah we should all try and be there with the same purpose and intention for no other reason but to be part of this gathering to bring our iman alive. To bring the branches of iman alive. And so that we live, we becoming this, become this living tree of iman and others also become these living trees of iman. Allah ta'ala give us the tawfiq.